welcome to the debut episode of Late Night Niners. Um, I'm Zach Nicholson, aka Nikki Niners, um, also known as Nikki Vegas. Um, this is part of the EMQ Locker Room brand. Uh, it's a new podcast. Uh, hope you enjoy the first episode. Um, we're going to get right into it. Um, it's quite a time to be a Niners fan. I'll tell you that. It's uh, unprecedented territory, almost for really any team. Um, uh, with you know the Jimmy G drama going on right now, so um, let's uh, let's chat about that real quick. Jimmy G is been pretty poorly treated by the Niners. Uh, I think that's a bit of an understatement uh, for the better part of two years now, and um, I don't personally think it's very fair. Um, he has spent an entire off season rehabbing from a shoulder injury, trying his best to get back on the field, all the while being told he's being traded the entire time to a contender. Then a few months later, we're just going to try to trade you any any way possibly we can. Now, suddenly, couldn't find a trade partner, looked like he was going to get cut. And then in probably the biggest twist of the NFL season, we re-sign him on a restructured deal, a player-friendly deal, a very player-friendly deal. Helps out both sides. It's certainly a win-win situation. Uh, it's state we're saving a ton, ton of money. We're staying under the cap. We actually are now the fifth highest team in terms of cap space at the moment. So this did a lot to help us. Beyond all that, I still don't think Jimmy's being remotely fairly treated. Um, this is a guy in his career, 37 and 16, if you include the playoffs. You would take that anywhere. There are teams, there are franchises, there are fans that would absolutely kill for that record and that kind of performance. Um, the two years he's actually played a full season, he's gone to the NFC title game twice, both years. Gone to the Super Bowl once, albeit dominant run game in 2019 carried him there, and a dominant defense in the 2021 playoffs last season carried him there. Um and in those biggest games, he's not wowed statistically or particularly stepped up. Um, let's just have a bit of a Vietnam flashback here together. Um. Garoppolo under pressure. Donald got there in the air, intercepted by the Ram. It's tough. It's a, it's a tough one to watch. I've watched it about... I think about eight times in the last hour getting ready for this show. Uh, so it hurts. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, he had a chance to go down, tie the game with a field goal. Didn't get it done. Missed some throws in all three games of the playoffs last year, you know, but you know, he was hurt. He had the wrist issue. He had the shoulder issue, which we didn't really know too much about until after the season. Um, I'm not holding it against Jimmy. You know, I'm a huge Jimmy supporter. Love Jimmy. Um, everyone gives him a really hard time. He's got a great record. And yes, he does make some boneheaded mistakes. Uh, he's got a great passing percentage and a solid TD to interception ratio his whole career. Even if you go back all the way to his days in the New England Patriots, uh, he really hasn't been able to have a normal, remotely normal career in the NFL. Um, it's nothing like your average quarterback who gets drafted, you know, 
maybe you wait a year or two and then you play. If you're good, you're good. Doesn't pan out, you get cut. For Jimmy, he spends the better part of three years as Tom Brady's backup, which you couldn't really ask for a better situation for a young developing quarterback um, to be, you know, fostered under the wing of Tom Brady, I mean, the greatest quarterback of all time. No one's arguing that. But then, you know, the media and apparently Belichick craft some sort of division in the Patriots organization. They create this ridiculous narrative that Jimmy says he's better than Tom Brady. He says he should have the job. He said he should be playing. Brady has that really bad game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Garoppolo comes in, looks great. The media goes crazy. Brady's done. It's time for Jimmy to be the quarterback. All this pressure is put on Jimmy. And as that season winds on in the offseason, you have all this extra drama where, you know, is it time for Jimmy to be the heir apparent, get Brady out the door? So, I mean, that's a tough spot for a young guy to be in. I mean, under the greatest quarterback of all time, and suddenly you're they're trying to pit you against that guy. It's it's pretty unfair. And, you know, if it just stopped there, that'd be fine. You know, you'd say, okay, this guy had to deal with some stuff. This guy had to deal with some drama in his career. Happens to the best of them. But, I mean, this saga for Jimmy, Garoppolo just, you know, it just keeps seemingly not never-ending. just keeps winding on. Um, you know, he, he goes to the Niners, 5-0 and in those games with the Niners. Um, I mean, everyone's thrilled, looks forward to the next year. Um, you know, immediately tears his ACL week three in 2018, his first year with the starting gig, you know, season's derailed. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's more adversity for Jimmy Garoppolo. Then you get 2019, this amazing Super Bowl run. He plays pretty damn well the whole time. Doesn't quite get it done in the Super Bowl. Still, you can't call it, you know, can't be mad at him. You can't call it a failure. It was a great year. I remember it fondly. I'm sure many other Niners fans do. It just ended, you know, unfortunately, in a very Kyle Shanahan manner, blowing a fourth quarter lead. Get to 2020, same story as 2018. Not the ACL, but injuries um, really took a toll. I believe it was the ankle. Um twice, I believe. Uh, and that season was derailed as well. And then last year, suddenly we draft, we trade up, the Niners trade up to draft Lance um, all the way to the third pick. A lot of misdirection. We go in Mac Jones, go in a different direction. No, we take Trey Lance. Everyone considered it a bit of a reach. Um, and suddenly you've got this miniature quarterback controversy for some reason jimmy's going gone to the super bowl two years ago nobody seems to like him the media like really is hard on him they all say he's a below average quarterback when clearly statistically and record wise he's an above average quarterback and yeah maybe he doesn't flash on the field but he makes winning plays and there are many many examples of that and he does make good throws good tough throws so they bring in Lance, this immediate quarterback controversy. Is Lance going to start? 
Is Jimmy going to start? It's Lance's rookie year. They decide. They go the smart route. They let Jimmy be the quarterback. And, you know, we have a tumultuous season, some ups and downs, not the best start. Um, and, you know, a sad end. But in between, win a lot of tough games, had a great stretch at the end of the year. And obviously that week 18 game against the Rams, Jimmy just played fantastic. Led the amazing drive at the end of the fourth quarter to tie it. And then the opening drive in overtime to get the field goal. You know, we miraculously get in the playoffs and then take down those disgusting, nasty Cowboys on their own field after they shit their own bed um, and ran a draw as time expired um, and then complained about it, that the refs didn't help them out enough. But it's besides the point. We go into Green Bay, frozen tundra, snowing, you know, Jimmy doesn't particularly play well. He makes a lot of scary, questionable throws. He throws a horrible interception. But on the last drive, he makes some plays. He hits those quick little passes, gets us down, win the game on a Robbie Gold field goal. Then the NFC Championship game, he played all right. The stats were all right. He missed some throws. I can remember one specifically to Kittle. And obviously the end, very sad interception, tough way to end the year. So... And this whole run, Jimmy is just getting, I probably didn't need to give you the play-by-play recap that I just did, but this whole run, Jimmy is getting, you know, every single play, every single game, there's just a chorus of, this guy's not good enough. I mean, it's really unfair. And uh, as a fan and as a big Jimmy supporter, it's, uh, it was tough. It was t- it's been tough to see how this guy's been treated. And you think that, you know, you think that'd be the end of it. Like, you know, no, he just gets treated way worse after in the off season this year, not invited to practice, not even given updated playbook material, told to stay away from Lance, kept out of the loop completely, had the shoulder surgery, obviously, but still they acted like they were going to trade him many, many times. They told him and they told us publicly, this guy will not be on the team. All of a sudden, he's re-signed. It's a great deal for both of us. And, I mean, I love the move because I love Jimmy. And if it had it my way, he'd be the starting quarterback tomorrow. Or, well, week one, but tomorrow. But, and he'd be practicing tomorrow as the QB1. If I had it my way, probably not. Probably best it's not my way, but. We'll see how it goes. It's just uh, how much can this guy endure? And if you expect all that to stop, all this berating and all this criticism and all, it's just it's crazy. I haven't seen anything like this since Tim Tebow maybe. I don't know. It's hard to come up with an example of a guy treated this poorly who played this well. doesn't particularly make much sense to me. But, you know, maybe we're just defending the fact that we drafted up to the third pick for Trey Lance. But. We certainly didn't. Ha- we certainly could have handled it better. There's no doubt about that. It makes me sad as a Niners fan to see this. Regardless, this is the situation we're in, and we just have to go from there. Okay. I think I beat that horse raw. I think that horse is dead. I feel bad for how Jimmy's been treated, and it's going to endure for this season as well. 
every time Lance makes a mistake, it's going to be who should be who should be running the show. If the, if Lance has a really bad game, week one against the Bears, week two against Seattle, back to back. I mean, if we're not two and zero at at that start. You got to start asking some hard questions about the quarterback position. Those games are some of the easiest games on our schedule, if not the easiest games on our schedule. Um, so it's also got to be tough for Trey Lance. He's never really played meaningful football. He was one and one last year and quite frankly looked awful. Um, both games, the Texans win. Yeah, we blew him out. The score said we blew him out. He didn't do much to help really. Um, one nice pass to Debo. The Cardinals game, I mean, any number of us fans probably could have just handed the ball off the whole game and we would have won or something. But Lance didn't do anything to impress that game. So you're going to have the gym, Jimmy right over his shoulder looming the entire season. Not sure what kind of message that sends to a young kid trying to figure out how to be a quarterback in the NFL for the first time. We'll have to see. Jimmy is probably knows that he still has that locker room. He still has those coaches who support him, who trust him, who will let him come in and, you know, play a big game if they don't trust what Trey Lance has been doing. It's interesting, though. We're going to see the kind of this I, I, media is going to be all over Jimmy versus Lance the whole time. I mean, I can't really see any other way that plays out. But Shanahan today, interestingly, Coach Kyle Shanahan, of course, we have two starting QBs, he said. He said there aren't 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, and I believe we have two of them. So it's complimenting the guys. It's also a fairly cryptic statement. Also adds to the pressure that's on Lance. And um, I'm not sure. Oh, that's going to make a young kid feel. Um, Jimmy, quite frankly, is in the catbird seat. $6.5 million guaranteed, no trade clause, vesting options, and he can basically just be a free agent next year regardless of what happens. And if he gets to play, I mean, he's thrilled he gets to play. ton of pressure on Lance. I think both these guys are being treated poorly. So I'm going to need to <laughs> – the Niners better have a good year or – I don't know how the fans aren't going to be just irate at the coaching staff, the front office, the organization. It's you can't do this and then flop. You can't, you just can't. Anyway. So we're getting, so let's, let's talk about who actually is the better option for this season. You've got on one hand, you've got Jimmy, the veteran, the winner, not flashy, doesn't wow you, but does win those games, does manage the games, knows how to hand the ball off, and knows how to lead a long drive, get some points up, not necessarily touchdowns always, but he can move the chains, and he's got a good defense behind him. So we know what he's done in full seasons. He's gone far, won games. Trey Lance, pretty yucky preseason, pretty questionable stuff, not throwing the ball accurately. Very important in Kyle Shanahan's RPO offense. 
Um, did get a lot of help from the offensive line in those games. I'll, I'll be fair. He didn't play particularly that much either. So, I mean, I think if we thought that Jimmy was going to be re-signed like this, if we knew the whole time, you would have seen Lance get a lot more reps in the preseason games because we knew we would have that fallback fallback plan, that um, insurance policy, security blanket of the veteran as the, in the backup role. I think you would have seen Lance get a lot more reps because that's one thing he just doesn't have is reps. Back in college, not many reps, you know? I think he, they said he had the least snaps taken by a college quarterback in the first round in 30 years or something like that. A long time. Just didn't play a lot at North Dakota State. Um, didn't play much last year. Played two games, and he looked bad. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. He looked bad. I don't think he's an accurate enough passer to run this offense smoothly yet. I don't think he's ready. I think his scrambling – is overrated. I think we all just assume he's a great sk- scrambler. Do we even know? I haven't seen any evidence of it. I've seen a couple times when the pocket, when he steps up in the pocket, and scrambles in between the tackles. That's when I think he's super effective. Times I've seen him roll out or times I've seen him get forced outside on a scramble. Doesn't seem to have ex- exceptional lateral quickness or great elusiveness. Um, we ran a couple fourth down, third down, third and short, fourth and short plays for him last year where he didn't get outside very fast. He didn't look great. Uh, and he didn't pick up those first downs a couple times. And um, I'm just worried. Play Jimmy. I beg you, play, play Jimmy. Uh, hopefully sooner than later. We'll see. Hey, surprise me. I hope Trey Lance is awesome. Why wouldn't I? Still love this team regardless, but... Cautiously optimistic, I guess. Whatever is a little slightly less than cautiously optimistic. A lot of pressure. We'll see how it plays out. All right, let's move on to the 53-man roster thoughts. Uh, So I absolutely beat that Jimmy and Lance thing. I beat it to death. Uh, Probably pretty long-winded there, but we're on to the 53-man roster. Cuts were today, obviously. Um, All around the NFL. The Niners, you know, had a pretty expected um, cuts. They, I wouldn't say there was anything that was a great, great big surprise. Nothing, you know, shocking. Um, not like in some situations around the NFL. But, you know, there were players that got cut that I did like, such as um, backup tight end Tyler Croft. He's shown that he can play in the NFL and is a useful player. Um, but, you know, are we really going to carry four tight ends? Probably not. And between Kittle, Dwelly, and Werner, they all know the system. They're proven there. They're good players. So I get it. Croft, good player. I'm sure he'll end up somewhere else. Justin School, a uh, tackle in um, been in our system for a long time. Played some big, had some, played some important snaps and some important games because of all our injuries the last couple of years. Um, so it's tough to see him get cut, but because, you know, he's been a Niner for a while. Uh, Jermichael Hasty as well. He's gone. You know, he was useful. He also is responsible for the tip that led to that Jimmy G interception in the clip I showed, but I'm not holding that against him. Nate Sudfeld lost out to Brock Purdy for the third string quarterback. I'm sure that was a surprise to him. 
when Garoppolo resigned, one of those guys knew they were on the chopping block. So Sudfeld, I think he famously came in for Carson Wentz uh, in the Eagles game. Maybe it was for Hertz in the Eagles uh, Redskins game. The Redskins ended up winning the division at a seven to nine or whatever. They famously was put in by Doug Peterson. Everyone said he was tanking and it was an unethical, whatever decision. It was poor sportsmanship. He's gone though. Jordan Willis. That's another guy who got cut today. Blocked the, the punt in the Packers game. That pretty much is the reason we won that game. So that's sad to see him go. Such a guy with a, you know, one of the all-time historic plays in Niners playoff history. But, I mean, we are loaded on the defensive line. So I get why he had to go. It's unfortunate regardless because of how much that play meant to all of us as Niners fans. And Dante Johnson, uh, been around in the cornerback position for a while. Solid corner. You know, he had some issues last year, got torched a bit. So probably time for him to go. But he's a good Niner. So a lot of our bigger, a lot of our biggest cuts – were guys who were in the system for a while. So, and guy and names that we know. So, I mean, it hurts a little bit, you know, as a fan to see these guys go. They've had some solid contributions, but this is the NFL. This is a business. And uh, I was actually happy to see Willie Sneed and Tayshawn Gibson go. Willie Sneed's always been a bum. Terrible. That one year he pretended to be good because Drew Brees was the quarterback and he can make anybody look good. Uh, Willie was awful in the preseason, dropped a touchdown wide open. And Gibson, Hard-nosed safety for a long time for the Browns and elsewhere, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, well, with the release, the Eagles released Jaquiski Tart today, who, uh, you know, knows the Niners system. He's been around. He was on our team for a long time. I love him personally. I think he's a good player. Our release of Gibson might be sending up some signals that we are interested in going after Tart. I'd like to see that. Who knows? Rarely do the Niners make a personnel decision that I have wished for. It doesn't seem to happen very often, but you know, maybe it will, maybe we'll grow grab Jaquiski tart. We'll see. That's pretty much it for the 53 man roster. We got a solid roster. I think we all know that. We've got a lot of question marks, of course, at the top, but all right, we're going to move on. Season preview. Keep it brief. General season outlook. I mean, Right now, I'm feeling pretty negative. Most people around the league think the Niners are going to be good, if not great, maybe. You know, a lot of people pick them to win the division. Majority of people are picking them as a wild card. Not many people I've heard of have them missing the playoffs. And I mean, that's good. That's good to hear. It's better than hearing your team's dog shit. So, you know, it's fine with me. The chatter is fine with me. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. I think Lance is bad. I think he proves he's bad. I think it's ugly. I think we're, I think we split those first two games. I think we lose one of those first two games that we shouldn't lose. I think a lot of hard questions get asked. And I think eventually I'm going to call it. I'm going to, I'm going to go way out on the limb and say, Jimmy's the quarterback week three. I don't want Lance to get hurt. No one would wish that upon anyone, especially a young man like him. Um, A promising career, perhaps. Maybe he's overrated. One Niners fan thinks so. I'm going to want to limit, say Jimmy replaces him week three. Um, 
we know we, we realize those first two weeks that this guy isn't going to carry us where we need to be. We are in win now mode. We have a win now roster. We have a good defense. It can be elite. It's very good though. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's loaded, especially on the defensive line and at linebacker. We're really good. The front seven are fantastic. I'd argue maybe the best in the NFL, the front seven. Secondary remains a question mark. They did step up in the playoffs last year, but it remains a question mark. The loss of Jimmy Ward, our best secondary player for a month, is a concern. That's why I think we might go out and get Tart. That's still a concern. It was a problem last year, too. For the first two-thirds of the season, we couldn't cover anyone. And it was a serious problem. That's still a concern for me. So I, I, when I say the defense is good, I mean they're good. The front seven's elite. The whole defense could be elite if we can manage to make it work. And those guys step up in the secondary. And we remain healthy, of course. A lot of questions beyond Lance on offense. I question the O-line. We lost Lakin Tomlinson. Alex Mack retired at center. Tough loss, good player. Tomlinson, good player. Um, you know, we got a rookie coming in. Um, I believe Caden Brewer. I probably should know his name. Um, I believe he's coming in. They, the reports are haven't been terrific out of camp on him. Um, Jake Brendel, Aaron Banks, also question marks. I like Daniel Brunskill, who filled in at center for Mac at times last year. He was solid, um, but it doesn't look like he's going to be a starter. So a lot of question marks coming in. Obviously, we got Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey. Those are good players. Established. Trent Williams, you know, highest rated offensive tackle by all metrics in the league. Can't complain there. I mean, the top of our roster, the quality of the top players on our roster matches anyone in the NFL, you know. Trent Williams, Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel. You can't really argue with that. Those are just the top. We have elite players. I'm worried about some of the middle guys, some of the depth. And I think that the questions at O-line, I mean, Shanahan loves to run the ball. He loves zone running. He loves pounding the ball. And it works. When it works, it works great. When it doesn't, we get clogged up. The offense is stagnant. Um, a lot of the reason why Jimmy's stats haven't looked good in the past couple of years is because he's not told to throw the ball very often. It's not a focal point. Um, we know we can run the ball. So we have. But, you know, it got pretty clogged up in, the, in those playoff games. We, it was, teams are maybe a little bit wise to it now. Hopefully we'll see a bit of a change up. Um, I feel like Shanahan tends to outsmart himself occasionally. So I think I, I'm predicting the running game to be surprisingly mediocre. And if it's surprisingly mediocre, everyone just assumes the Niners running game is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be surprisingly mediocre. And if that's the case, you're going to need Trey Lance to prove he can throw the ball a lot. And accurately. And in big moments, I don't see it. I don't see it. So we'll see Jimmy at quarterback one way or another. Um, yeah, maybe it's this is a big negative take about the Niners season. I still picked him to be the wild card. 
Oh, nine and eight gets in. It's pretty bad NFC. Pretty mediocre division, which last year everyone was saying was the best division they'd ever seen. Now it's suddenly fairly mediocre, it appears. Um, we don't play the Seahawks well. Luckily, they're bad now. We don't play the Cardinals well. They're the same team. We know we don't play them well. We play the Rams well. But how long is that actually going to last, you know, kicking a team's ass over and over and over again? Eventually, things seem to flip. I'm not sure if that NFC Championship game lost to them was a uh, a harbinger. But I have a lot of concerns. Our schedule is not easy. It's not particularly hard, but it's it's like medium, medium hard. So it could be a sobering year to be a Niners fan. I sure hope not. All right. I said I was going to keep that brief, and I absolutely lied to everyone. I, I don't apologize. Um, all right. And lastly here, we're going to do a little week one quick, maybe. Uh, preview for week one and a little bit of a gambling angle here. All right, we're going to play the Bears in Chicago. Currently, Bears are plus seven. They're getting seven points at home. A lot of faith in our defense, it would appear, and Lance from Vegas, from the gambling guys, the fixers, if you will. Um, it's a lot of points to be giving as a road team with a quarterback with two career starts in a unproven, un- completely unproven, a hostile environment. Soldier field historically the last couple of years hasn't, even though the bears have been bad, hasn't been an easy place to go play football. It really hasn't. You can look at some of the scores. It really hasn't. They play well, even against good teams, even in losses, they play well. I think it's a no brainer. Absolutely hammer the bears plus seven. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but I'm not ruling it out at all. I absolutely think the Bears can win that game. I mean, I don't think they're necessarily as bad as everyone thinks. They're Everyone's crowning them, if you will, crowning their ass as the worst team in the NFL, along with the Falcons. Uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what kind of step Fields takes this year. There isn't much surrounding him, though. That offensive line is porous. I imagine our front seven will have a field day with that front seven. If the Bears can manage to move the ball even so slightly, I love that plus seven. I love getting seven points at home. I really do like that. Um, if we're absolutely dominating the line of scrimmage, our, our defensive line and linebackers are taking them to task, then, yeah, I might be wrong here. But I'm leaning. I'm uh not leaning, I'm encouraging a plus seven, taking the Bears plus seven at home. Um, I also really think since I predicted that Lance is going to struggle with this offense to start the year, and I think that the Bears are going to struggle to protect Justin Fields against our fierce front, I love under 41 and a half. It's a low, low number, 41 and a half points. It's a low number. It's one of the lowest of week one, if not the lowest. I could confirm that here. If you just bear with me for a second, no pun intended. It is tied for the lowest over under, along with the Browns and Panthers. Hard to blame the bookmakers on that one. Yeah, so this is extremely low over under. They clearly don't have a lot of, maybe they don't have a lot of faith in Trey Lance, but they really have a lot of faith in our defense, it looks like. 
So I like under 41 and a half. Um, I'm going to give a final score prediction for week one. Um, I'm going to go Niners 17, Bears 14, Robbie Gold game-winning field goal back in Soldier Field against his old boys, the Bears. 17-14, a real slugfest. Not pretty, but a W to start the season. Can't predict a loss, just can't do it. Even though I would, you know, that would really help get Jimmy on the field. Maybe I like Jimmy too much, but. Well, we'll have to see how it goes. I'm very excited for the season, regardless of, you know, some of these takes. Maybe it seems like uh, I hate the Niners. I don't. I love the Niners. I root for them with my heart and soul. And uh, I know the other Niners fans out there do too. And, uh, you know, looking forward to the season, regardless how it goes. Not going to root against anybody. Want the team to be great. Want the team to win games. All right. That's going to do it for the opening show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for dealing with all the rambling, but you know, it's been a tumultuous off season. Had to get some of that out there. Um, all right. Mm -hmm.